Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Welcome back, listeners, to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And Joe and I are so thrilled to be back for yet another session of chit chat. Um, I really enjoy our chats. How about you, Joe? Mind you, you're not yeah. going to say that you don't to me now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's always lovely to catch up, and it's it's always lovely to bring in expert guests and our VAs um, who are experts in their business because we learn so much from them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just love chatting to everybody. And we've got, uh, we, today is um, November the 19th while we are recording. And this episode will probably go out either in later in December or more than likely in the new year. And uh, it's going to be a cracker, but we've recorded two or three this week and they've all been amazing. Yep. So, uh, in fact, they're all amazing. So it's, it's a real honor that um, all of our guests really want to come on the podcast. And um, on the subject of podcasts, I've been asked to join with somebody else on a podcast. Now, I'm not sure whether they want me to co-host with them or whether they want me to be a guest on theirs, but I've got a call with this person uh, next week. And I'll tell you how that came about because I think it's kind of important lesson for all of us um, about being out there on social media and being in the right place and at the right time. So you, you don't, you can't control all of this. So yesterday was November the 18th and I delivered a free session for the Birmingham PA forum. Um, and it was my excellent Excel um, spreadsheets masterclass. Now, in, when you do it live, it takes about an hour because you get questions and interaction and it's great fun. And it's, I'm very high energy when I'm training. Uh, I do have it recorded as a course. So if you missed it and you're listening, you can go and grab it via the website. You'll get exactly the same content, just not the live experience. Anyway, it has blown up on LinkedIn. The comments have been very heartwarming and um, one of them had me blushing. I was called a queen of Excel, which is kind of <laughs> very nice. Um, but the point I wanted to make was somebody got in touch with me on LinkedIn and said, I saw you did this session for the Birmingham PA forum and um, I run a podcast about technical stuff and tips uh, and, and, and I think you'd be a good fit. So whether we could do something together. Um, and that's my point, whether it happens or it doesn't, that's immaterial for my point. My point is by showing up and by being visible, um, you showcase what you can do and then you can be approached to do things. Now, obviously I'd love yeah. to be approached for training uh, or delivering live sessions like I did because I really enjoy that and I love doing the podcast. So it was really nice that somebody thinks I might be a good fit to be on their podcast. But it's more the lesson of consistently showing up uh, wherever, whichever platform yeah. you make your own, um, I think is really important. So does anything like that happen to you, Joe, where you show up and somebody's then approached you for something? 
Yeah, um, I did a very, very small Facebook Live, um, which is not my natural habitat, but it was um, a, a conversation with um, somebody else in their group about GDPR. And off the back of that, a couple of opportunities have opened up just recently, um, which I'm exploring and will potentially turn into work in the new year. So that could be um, quite interesting. But it is about that whole being out there and, and being sort of visible. And it doesn't always have to be on video. So for instance, one of the things that I experience quite a lot, particularly locally where I'm based in West London, I meet new people and they say, oh yes, I was talking to somebody about you the other day because you know about X, Y, Z. So you can be quite visible through networking in your own local area um, and become known for certain things uh, that way. So it, it's about finding the visibility method, I think that works for you. Totally. And, and that's another really great point. It's what works for you in your business. And what yeah. I do may not suit you. I'm quite happy to be out there and talking, yeah. you know, delivering training live and what have you. And that might make you or any of other listeners feel re really, really <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, whereas I wouldn't want to get into the nitty gritty of GDPR. It would bring me out in hives, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> So, um, so I think that that's very much the case. It has to be what's right for you. But I think um, unless you're visible, um, people won't know that you exist. And so how will you get business? And it's about, it's not about also, the other thing that's just popped into my mind that I'm sure I've, I've read, heard, and I don't know who to attribute the quote to. It's not what people say about you when you're in the room. It's about mm -hmm. what they say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah. So, you know, when two VAs that attended that session yesterday might be talking to each other, that I'm hoping that they're saying, wow, that Shelley Fisher was amazing. And, and they said they, were, they had their mind blown, which I'm very pleased about. Um, and then hopefully they will spread that to their wider networks. So yeah. I just think, I just felt it was an important thing to talk about, um, to highlight that we all need to get out there. And when I asked you to come and co-host with me on the podcast, that was actually what you said. You said, my word for 2020 is vis visibility. Yeah. And this was a way of enabling you and helping you and supporting you to be more yes. visible to the wider community. Uh, and yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's great. So our guest today, I, I wanted to say one other thing before I talk about our guest, because it, it actually, it's a nice seeg into our, our guest. So earlier today, we started to record our first podcast today and then it didn't happen because we all got our wires crossed and it didn't happen. And that's fine. These things happen in life, business, whatever, you know, wires get crossed. So we didn't record our podcast, which meant I had a two hour window to use to do something else. And I could have done another chapter of my book or section of a chapter. I wouldn't have got a whole chapter written in an hour or two. Um, I could have created some blog posts. I could have, you get the idea, done yeah. lots of other things. What I chose to do was go shopping. 
I went food shopping. And I think that's the beauty of a being your own boss in that you can choose how you divide up your day and what you do and what needs to take precedence at that given moment. And also be remote working because I'm not in an office. Well, I'm in my home office, but I'm not going to an office. I can work in my own time uh, and I can do things remotely. I've got my phone with me. So if anything important came in, I've got my email, I've got my WhatsApp, I've got Facebook, I've got it all on my phone. So I'm doing this lovely remote working, which leads me into yeah. our guest, who yeah. is the marvelous Liz Pilgrim. That's a great name, Liz Pilgrim. Yes. And Liz is Remote Revo. Yes all about remote working. So we are going to go and get that interview going with Liz right now. Welcome listeners. Now we have the marvelous Liz Pilgrim of Remote Revolution in the room with us. So first of all, I have to apologize because in the intro bit that we recorded before, I called your company Remote Revo. Um, so I'm really sorry about that, but it's Remote it's remote Revo on Instagram. So if you want to yes. go and follow Liz on Instagram, which I highly recommend, um, it's Remote Revo there, but it's actually Remote Revolution. And um, I'm going to ask uh, Liz to kind of tell us what Remote Revolution is all about. Um, apart from the fact that I probably means something to do with remote working with the name remote in the title. So I'm going to let you launch into that, Liz, and tell our VA listeners what you do. Hi, everyone. My name's Liz Pilgrim. Um, I started Remote Revolution during lockdown. Um, I started thinking about big companies like Facebook and Google and lots of big companies really sort of looking at uh, their 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 employees working from home and thinking, are they actually ever going to go back to the office? You know, recent surveys have shown that um, most people enjoy working from home. A lot of them prefer a blended approach where they work half in the office and half at home. But mostly people are faced with working from home when they've not been used to it before. Mm. And then I started thinking about the people that it works really well for. So perhaps, you know, older people, people with kids, people who like to juggle um, their work and their family life balance. But then I started thinking about younger people and how that could affect them and how, you know, is it gonna affect career development? Have they got somewhere adequate to work at home? You know, they might be in a flat share, they might have to perch on the end of their bed every day to work. So there's lots of really interesting um, angles. And so I thought, I couldn't find anything online, that I could start um, an online site that would provide information and, uh, news and content and, and uh, recommendations and anything to do with working from home. So that's where the idea came from. And I've got um, a very uh, unique background in marketing and retail. I've had my own business for 15 years um, and I've worked for, from home for about five of those. Oh, wow. That's, that's fascinating. That's <laughs> fascinating. So what have, you, what have you discovered since, since setting it up? I mean, how easy was it to set everything up in lockdown? Um, although, as I ask the question, I'm thinking it can't have been that difficult because it's all about being remote, which 
is all yeah. about being remote. So yeah, so I'm quite good on I'm sort of self-taught on WordPress. So getting a website sorted was was fairly easy for me. And and obviously you've seen me on social media. I can do all that. So it was fairly easy, I think. It was just um, trying to get uh, the 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 content sorted out and you know just liaising with PR agencies and all the people that are providing me with, with content so yeah working remotely is it's it's perfect so I'm doing what I'm I'm saying yes yeah, yeah. it does what it says on the team yeah yeah so how how did you and so listeners um I met Liz through Joe Joe introduced me to Liz but yeah but Joe how did you and Liz meet um. We've never actually met in person. We've worked out. <laughs> we, we, our paths have crossed in, in various kind of networking circles because we yes. live about a mile and a half away from each other. Yeah. But we don't actually think we've met in person, but we, we've obviously, I, I'm aware of Liz through um, a previous business she had and um, we've got some mutual connections through... Yeah. A, a whole range of, of different connections but we've never met in person i think it's but, fascinating don't you it is and it also but it feels like we have doesn't it joe oh uh, uh, yeah absolutely because i know a lot about sort of liz's business history in you know that she had um a, a, an online um resource for children and babies wasn't it baby 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 and that was physical before that it was physical shops that i had for that's, 10 years that's right yeah yeah <clears throat> that's that's really that's really fascinating and it actually ties into something that joe and i were talking about in in our bit that we recorded before the interview where i was telling joe about having delivered a live session yesterday for the birmingham pa forum um, somebody approaching me having seen the comments about it wasn't at the event but saw on LinkedIn all mm. the blown up comments about how brilliant the session was which is very gratifying but basically said I have a tech podcast would you come and do something with me mm -hmm. um, and you know that's kind of whether that's going to be co-hosting something or just being guest or doing a top tip for him every so often. I don't know, we've got a meeting next week. But at the point was about, because you're, you're out there online and you're visible, then you open yourself up to those kind of remote and online opportunities. So how do you get, and what sort of content do you, do you have on the website? I haven't looked in preparation today, I have to admit. I went shopping instead, but <laughs> food shopping, nothing exciting. <laughs> Nothing exciting. Um, so how do you decide what kind of content you, you want to showcase and, and, and where do you get it from? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so because of my other businesses, so the online trade magazine that I have for the maternity industry, I, I'm signed up to various newswire desks. So those allow you to select a category that you might be interested in. So perhaps if you had a gardening website, you, you tick things to do with gardening and building and nature and all those sorts of things. So, so I, I'm with, for the maternity um, magazine, I'm signed up for things like pregnancy and baby and nursery and, and all those sorts of categories. So that was very easy for me to just create a new one. 
Mm. Um, so that means then any press release that gets released by any internal PR or any external PR agency, if that's it, for that category, I will then receive it in my inbox. So every day I get a ton of press releases. And so then I have yeah. to just quickly select which one um, oh, wow. I'm going to take. So that's interesting in, in itself. So that's in my kind of journalistic role of deciding what to use as an editor of this site so i think that's a that's an um that would be a handy tip for anybody that wants to promote themselves in this way if they're writing press releases make sure you have a really snappy um title in mm. your subject line that that um that will capture someone's attention so if you were promoting yourself as a va just have something really yeah, really um, yeah. attractive as your, as your subject for, to make people want to read it because you get so many as a journalist yeah. that you, you can't read everything. So it's the title, the subject area that really, yeah. really helps. And I know from writing, because I write a lot and blogging and all that kind of stuff, actually the hardest part of any article is the title. Yes. That really yeah. is the most yeah. difficult to, yes. to get right. Yeah, um, I can write. I can write reams about whatever I'm writing, and then I have to say, well, what's it actually about? What's the title? Well, yeah. it's not so much what it's about, but how am I going to grab my reader's attention? Yeah, what angle? And read it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also, you know, and making it relevant, so it's not just a snappy title that then makes you, you know, in the clickbait way, yeah. that makes you click yeah. on it. It ha and then that's annoying if the title's nothing to do with the article. Yeah. So it has to link. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you get all these news out wires. So do you just share the press releases? Um, do you have links to where people can go for more information, all that kind of stuff? Yes. Yes. So in any article, if it was talking about something, I would then link. But then I also write my own content as well. If I see something that I think is interesting, I will use that as well. So, yeah, it comes in all sorts of ways, really. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Are you enjoying doing it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. But of course, it's one thing loving something, isn't it? And being passionate about it. And it's another thing creating a business model that will make it a viable yeah. business. Yes. Yeah. So the other part of the business model is um, I'm a, I don't, I don't know if your listeners will have heard, I'm a, a part of an affiliate marketing um, Yeah. Uh, enterprise if you like so in that way again I select which products would be relevant so that is goods and services that want to promote themselves that pay to go into this specific company and then again you can you know if the if the product or the goods and services is relevant and you know isn't going to go against the integrity of the site I'm happy to promote those product so then that's a way of getting you know perhaps a commission yeah yeah it's really interesting that makes me think I, I haven't told you Joe, um because a funny story yesterday or the day before i got this email from a company who'd seen my profile on links on instagram really liked my profile we, we we'd like you to be an ambassador for us and it was for leggings so they were going to send me the idea was they would send me a pair of leggings which i would then wear take a photo of myself wearing them and promote them. Oh. And I would get 
commission for doing that and end up with more followers and all sorts of things. But it's not my bag at all. First of all, it's nothing, I don't wear leggings. So, there was, so I just wrote back politely and said, thank you very much for the opportunity, but I don't wear leggings. So I'm not your girl for this one. But, uh, but, but that would have been, you, you do read about big Instagram influencers who get products to promote and get paid to promote stuff. So I suppose it's not that, that similar. In fact, I have an affiliate program for my courses. So somebody can affiliate for my courses. And then if, they, if somebody comes through their affiliate link, the affiliate gets a commission. Oh, so, well, I'm going to have to talk to you about that. We will talk about it afterwards. Um, it just, it just helps, helps the affiliates and it helps the person who has something yeah. to sell yeah. um, because the, the affiliate has access to a different audience to the, the person who yeah. has the thing to sell. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and so it helps everybody. Um, yeah. it, it, not as expensive as spending thousands on advertising. That's right. So as long as it's relevant and it isn't going to compromise your integrity. So I think you have to believe in every product that you, you list. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, people are going to see through that, aren't they? They're totally, totally. Yeah. So what do you I think? Those... Go on, Joe. Oh. you ask a question. I've talked oh, to... I was going to say, it also, it, it, it's also about it fitting in with the nature of your business. I mean, uh, as, as a consultant, you wouldn't necessarily suddenly start selling furniture <laughs> but it's quite feasible to for to have an affiliate relationship with a trainer you know whereas yes. for you liz it, you know affiliates around furniture that for yeah. home offices absolutely yeah. fits in with your type of brand yeah. so it's it, it sounds a great idea the affiliate but it has to be yeah. authentic within what your business yeah. brand and yeah. rep representation is, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. definitely relevant. Definitely, yeah. everything has to be relevant. I think yeah. I think it's a word that is not used properly um, or or not applied um, enough. That things have to be really relevant. I was going to ask another question, and it's completely gone. Oh yes, I know, wanted to know. So, what do you love most about working from home, Liz? Working remotely, and would you have any tips um, for people on how to set their space up for remote working? At Ooh, all? Good question. So, yes, I love working from home. I love the flexibility it gives me. Um, I've got a dog, so it's great that I can take her for a walk and then, you know, start my working day. And in fact, that's my, my morning ritual. My, my working day starts with the dog walk. It's a time for me to you know, get my thoughts together, what I need to do for the day and then come back. And I'm lucky enough to have a, oh, you can see I'm, I'm at the top of the house here. I've got a, a loft office, so it's light and airy and it's a dedicated space. So I can switch off from everything else that goes on in the house, like switching on the washing machine or whatever. I can come up here and leave, leave the sort of um, domestic life behind. So I think my my top tips are keeping trying to keep work and and family or home life separate so having boundaries so i have a start to my working day and i have an end to my working day and when i log off and shut my laptop that's it then i don't go back to it but i am guilty of looking at my emails on my phone and flicking through if i'm watching whatever i'm watching on netflix or whatever yeah but I think boundaries is, a, is an important thing. Taking breaks, 
because um, you can just spend so long, can't you, just staring at your screen, tapping away and doing whatever you need to do. Um, it's good having contact with people. So again, coming back to the networking and going to online networking um, events is really helpful for you to kind of take a break from what you're doing and, and talk to other people and just break up the day because I think for a lot of people it becomes very isolating, yes. which is good and bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, when I was running my face-to-face -face training company and going into businesses delivering training, I used to love that. But there is a part of me that really needs to be at home in my home office away from people. Um, I kind of a bit of a, a, I would call myself an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. I don't know, I'm a bit oh, of a mixture yeah, of both. I know what you mean, yes. You know, the, I, I can't do both all the time. I have mm -hmm. to have a blend of being out there and showing off and being at home and quiet and leave me alone to get on with what I'm doing. So, uh, yes, I've, I've seen on your on your Instagram, you, you do share lots of lovely photos of desks and laptops and office mm. stuff, which is very lovely. <laughs> For a gadget freak like me, very lovely. Yes. <laughs> yes. And do you see the new one that um, allows you to lift up your laptop so you can have a standing desk, which apparently well, is very good for your posture. So. Yeah. You can be sitting, but then it's got arms that allow you to lift the lap. I haven't got one, but you lift the laptop up and yeah. so you can stand there. So well, I actually have a sit-stand desk. It's a, oh, do you? Yes, I, it's by a company called Vary Desk, um, and I would highly recommend it. It's quite a heavy piece of kit, but it sits on top of my built desk. I have a built-in yes. like worktop desk. Uh, and it sits on top and it's got two levels. The lower level is for your keyboard and mouse and the upper level is for your monitor. So your mouse and keyboard are always ergonomically distant from your monitor. They're the right distance away. And then it's got clips and springs at the side and you lift it and it, it lifts up and you can have it any height. So you could be any, however tall or small you are. Oh, brilliant. Um, so I often will work standing up. If I'm delivering a session, uh, a remote a remote training session then I will be standing up mm -hmm. because you you don't get the same energy when you're sitting it comes from your stomach um so if I'm delivering and, and I'll often record the podcast standing up as well um, but I've got a bad knee at the moment so I'm sitting down but it's um I have a very bad back and um over the years I've had various back surgeries and one of the things I can't do is sit all day so hence the stand-up desk but it's, if you can get a stand-up anything, it's definitely a brilliant idea. You've just got one, haven't you, Jo? Yeah, um, it, I uh, didn't get a very desk. The one I've got allows me to use it to raise the laptop up on the desk so I can operate as a, a standing desk. But also it, it can be used sort of if I want to go and sit somewhere else. So you sometimes after eight months of being in the same four walls I might want to go and sit in the off uh, in my lounge and it often sort of builds into a little table that will sit over my knees on the sofa and then I can project to the tv from my laptop if I want to so um a, a few weeks ago I did an online um workshop and I just went there and did that and the, the laptop just sort of sat there but I was able to look at the tv and it was at the right level and it's it's a very easy it was a a fairly cheap piece of kit but it, it 
does the job and it um, gives me a bit of variety. Yeah, I think variety is important. Variety is definitely important. So um, how did you make the transition, though, from maternity to, to, to this kind of idea? That's quite an interesting idea. We, we love hearing people's stories about how they went from what they were doing to what they're doing now. So, so Liz, what made you move or change direction? Well, I get, I've still got the, the maternity magazine, but obviously in lockdown, all yeah. the shops shut. So my work just dried up. So that's what kind of led me to think I need to get, I need to get my brain going in a different way about something else. So that was the inspiration, but I've still got maternity bio going on. Oh, okay. in the background. So, yeah. So, so I guess it's um, a small transition rather than a, a yeah. great change. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important also for our listeners because a lot of um, VAs or EAs, PAs who also listen to the podcast might be thinking about, well, we've been through this huge upheaval. I've been furloughed. Maybe I can start thinking about working for myself. Uh, can I do it alongside a proper job or alongside another job? And, and obviously we've got proof that yes, you can, if you, and sort your head out properly yeah you just need to be organized and yeah you know sort of think about the time you're spending so yeah just being organized and thinking right I'm going to spend you know that day or that morning on on that project and then yeah the next day doing whatever so it's been yeah organized organized is well that, that's what VAs and EAs and PAs are isn't it Joe they've you know, if you're an executive assistant and you're working at C-suite level, you may be working for more than one executive. So you must be very good at compartmentalizing different work. Switching. Yeah, yeah switching. Yeah. And if you're a VA, you will have lots of different clients. So, um, or you may have, you know, more than one client. Yeah. So again, you be working on different projects. So I think, I think what we're saying is if you treat it as a client, so, you know, uh, your, and also your own business is a client, isn't it? We've, we've talked yes. about this yeah. before. Yeah. Um, on the podcast that it's it's all very well doing all this work for other people whatever that might be uh, promoting other people's things or typing their documents or doing their GDPR but you also have to promote your own business which becomes a client so you have to schedule that time in as well yes yeah yeah well it's been great chatting Joe have you got any more questions that you think our VA listeners would would like the answers to that Liz may have the answers to oh I have one uh, when we are out of lockdown and the world possibly goes back to normal do you see yourself having both the businesses the the sort of maternity buyer and the remote working and blending them and, and running them side by side or do you think that one will take precedence oh good question I think probably I envisage it for now, side by side. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. With the maternity buyer, that became a good business model because I had a virtual showroom. Mm. So that meant that brands would pay to come into the virtual showroom. So then all the buyers would, would, would view the products. So, you know, in the, sort of the fashion world, you have the two seasons, autumn, winter, spring, summer. So now they'd be looking at, you know, spring, summer for 21, for example. Um, 
So, so I, I still enjoy that. Maybe I can't let go of the maternity baby side. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of really do it. I've been doing it for so long. <laughs> I think I think it will work side by side beautifully because remote working is here to stay. I don't think we'll ever go back to completely a hundred percent everybody mm. working in an office. I think what what the lockdowns i call it plural because there's more than one lockdown have <laughs> shown big business and big corporates that you can work remotely quite happily you don't have to be you know you don't have to be in this culture where you know the the famous like solicitor culture where lawyers where they would hang their jacket over the back of the desk to prove that they were there you know at six o'clock in the evening and when they went out for a drink and then come back and finish working at midnight so I think, I think that big, big businesses are realizing that that culture doesn't need to continue um, and that people can work very well from home. There mm. is an element of needing to be social and needing the, the bounce. My, my daughter is, works for a school in the States. She lives in the States uh, and she is their fundraiser. So the schooling's private. So they're, they're, she's their business development officer. Basically, she raises money for them. Uh, and what she misses is being in the office and hearing what's going on um, in the school. So somebody talking about a need and then she has to raise the money for that. But she, if she's not there hearing it, she doesn't know about it or she doesn't understand it the same. And I think that element is needed of working in, in bigger business because us mm. small people who work on their own, we haven't got those kind of teams. But I don't think it's ever going to go back to 100%. No, I agree with you. Work. So I think, I think you're on to something. You're definitely on to something. Oh, thank you. <laughs> keep it going, keep it going. And maternity stuff's never going to go out of fashion because, please God, people will keep having babies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and people will want to buy remotely because they're working from home. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you yeah. have the best of both worlds. Yes. Yeah. And, and there are so many, um, I'm certainly coming across um, pla online platforms now for virtual events that have yes. showcase elements to them, where yeah. you have booths, where you can showcase things, where you can put an advert in, or you can, you can have a small networking event inside a bigger event. So I think people are also becoming more tuned into that. Um, yes, I think. And Absolutely. So my maternity stuff, it might even boost it because, yeah. you know, this time next year, people, rather than saying, well, what's a virtual showroom? They know what it is because yeah. they had so much more exposure this year. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's fascinating. And I think, I think listeners, it does show that you've got, you can spot an opportunity. You can have a thought and turn that thought into something really useful and valuable. Um, and you can just go for it, which is yeah. great. Great. just do oh. it just do yes. it because yes. you don't if it doesn't matter if it doesn't work it's only you know if you if you can do it with minimum investment which you can when it's online it's not like you're signing a lease to a big shop or office or whatever but if you can do it online it's just your time really which obviously is very precious but you won't know otherwise no exactly. do it exactly exactly well thank you very much liz it's been an amazing interview and um it will go out either later in the year or early in the new year. I haven't got my spreadsheet open as to when it's scheduled. Our, our interviews are scheduled on in the order that we record them. So there's no theme to anything. <laughs> A bit haphazard, really. But...
that's how it goes. So thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. And that was an amazing interview there with Liz. And I think there was, well, we, Joe and I were just chatting offline before we came back on. And we're talking about the fact that there were several really valuable lessons in there and tips from Liz about running your own business. So do you want to kick off, Joe? what you were thinking, the lines you were thinking along? So I, I think that, you know, one of the key things to learn from Liz's journey is about being flexible. You know, she talked about her maternity business being impacted by the lockdown, the first lockdown that we had in the UK. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it would have been very easy to kind of give up and, and, you know, but she turned it around. She thought, what's the opportunity? And she looked for an opportunity out of a difficult situation. Um, and I think that's a really important point for us all to think about and, and consider, you know. Yeah, I think that's true because, you know, uh, it, this, this situation has been going on now for eight months, hasn't it? Or however long it is, it feels like forever. Um, it's almost very hard to remember or imagine, <coughs> excuse me, what it was like before and what it may be like again. Um, I know I went shopping this afternoon, as I mentioned in the intro. Um, I took those two hours out and I, I went and did my food shopping. And a lot of the shops were closed because the supermarket is in a shop, an area where there are lots of other shops and all the other shops, of course, are closed. So it's, and it feels weird, for want of a better thing. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But what it made me think about, also something that Liz said there, sparked in me the idea is, as a VA or a PA or an EA, um, so in, in all three types of assistant, this lockdown will have had an impact. You may have been furloughed. Uh, from a big organization that you work for. Um, you, you may have had to take time off for whatever reason. You may have been stressed out and had to take time off because you're stressed out. That's also, let's not forget people who it's impacted mentally as well. Yeah. Um, and as a VA, you may have seen uh, a lot of your clients have to shut their doors or put a hold on business because they haven't got money coming in at the moment. It's not that they don't need your service, they do. It's just they can't pay for it right now. So I think all of those things will have impacted. Um, and then it's about turning, having a, a look at what you're doing and seeing if there are any other avenues open to you with that idea of flexibility. So a lot of trainers, for example, because that's the world I live in, have been looking at taking their face-to-face -face courses online and then it's about which kind of online because you've got courses like mine which are fully online so you buy my course and you get access to it for as long as you want forever as long as it's there uh, and you can do it in your own time and, and keep going back to it or there could be online courses which are time bound so they could be modular um, where you, you know you attend a module a week or whatever or it could be that it's time bound in that it's to an organization internally uh, and you've got a group of people in the room so to speak or in a zoom room or on a team's call with you so it's about seizing those opportunities and looking at what else you can do um, yeah. 
And, and then VAs who are traditional VAs, whatever traditional VA might happen to be, I don't think there is such a thing, but you might be looking at, maybe you've always worked with a particular type of client and that client can't work, you can't work with them now because they're not working. So you need to stop and look around and see, well, I've got these core skills, where else can I use them? Or yeah. who else can I work with? Um, I, I think that's, and, and that's something that you've been doing, isn't it? You've been looking at different ways of working, whether it's the lockdown or not, it's something we need to do anyway. Yeah, and I think it's, it, it's very true what you say. It's about looking at the opportunities that are out there and not being afraid to say yes. You know, and I remember back in the very early days of my VA journey, as that cliched word is, but I remember that, you know, if anybody invited me to a, a networking event where there was a free cup of coffee, I went and tipped my hat into the ring, said hello, spoke to people, you know, in the in the real world where we visited people, and I just built up a profile locally, um, you know, and I got to know people. I didn't go out there selling. I just went and talked to people. Yeah. And you you don't necessarily go there to sell your services, but you go there to build connections, to build relationships, to listen to what people are saying, because that informs you and helps you build the opportunity because you might just hear that one thing that somebody says that makes you think, oh, I can do that. Or is that a learning opportunity to expand my skills, to stretch my business and, and develop? Um, yeah. You know, and one of the other things that kind of ties in with what Liz was saying that, you know, if you don't have to spend out a huge amount of money, right, just go for these things, give them a whirl. Um, try things out and 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 look at those opportunities what's the worst that can happen you say do you know what this is not the right networking for me or no i really don't enjoy that skill or or i don't want to develop that skill and you've lost nothing yeah you've only lost the time that you've invested but yeah. you will have learned something and Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite things is i i love the idea of learning something new every day and it could be something really minute like i don't know a different flavor of something or putting two ingredients together when i'm baking that go that i didn't know would go it, it could be anything or i'll often um one of my favorite things actually joe is to learn from the people i'm teaching so when I'm training something, sometimes there'll be somebody in the room that has done something, have found something out by accident in a different way. And they'll say, oh, what about that? Uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm honest. I said, well, I didn't know it did that. Let's explore. Because to me, that's fun. Uh, learning yes. something new is fun. And I think, it's, I think it's really important to give things a whirl because you never know. And it also, what you were just saying ties back to what we were talking about in the introduction about visibility, about getting out there. And the point I actually wanted to raise that I forgot to mention in the introduction was it doesn't happen overnight. So you Agreed. really need to persevere at this networking malarkey. 
you know, you're not going to turn up at the first time that you meet somebody and get your best client. You may be hugely lucky that that person is in the room with you at the time, but it's highly unlikely. Um, And when you are at networking events, as we've heard from networking people, um, Michelle and Jackie, you're not selling to the people in the room. You're selling effectively to the people they know and their wider connections. So it's really important to, to show up and keep showing up. And at the moment, our showing up is online because we can't show up in person. So I, yeah. think, I think that's also a valuable thing that, that you know, it's, it's that the iceberg. You only see the tip of the iceberg. You don't see everything that that person has had to do for the iceberg bit to show. So. And that's that's a really, really important point. And I think the other thing that this ties into for me is the reminder that we are all small business owners and um, we all have to just get out there because, you know, when you're a, a PAYE employee, somebody drips the work to you. Yeah. And, it, you know, if you're not naturally comfortable networking, it really doesn't matter. But, you know, even if you are feel very introverted, you still need to find the way for you to be visible in the way that works for you. Yeah. And, and, it, and not everybody's a raving networking queen like Michelle no. or Jackie, you know, but there are other ways that you can promote yourself in a way that feels comfortable for you. Yeah. I mean, I, what I see a lot of um, now, what I'm seeing more and more of, are VAs posting on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and blogging, and lovely graphics connected to an article, talking about what they offer, because that's what an online network is there for, and starting those conversations. So, you know, even if you can't go physically in person, you can also do this online. So I think, I think that's enough nattering for one day yes. uh, before we bore our listeners rigid. Uh, so let's, uh, let's call it a day for today. So listeners, thank you very much for being with us once again. And we look forward to having a chat with you again next week. Next Monday, we'll be back with you and if you want to get in touch i'm shelly at tomorrow's va joe at jlb support jlb biz can you say it? i keep getting it wrong <laughs> it's joe at jlb business consulting i don't know why i've got a block on that it's like mad anyway joe <laughs> at jlb business consulting.co.uk virtually amazing on facebook tomorrow's va on facebook Tomorrow's VA is, is, is my website. You must be JLB Business Consulting is your website. Yes, that's correct. Exactly. And again, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch. When I revamp my website in the near future, I'm going to have a podcast application form. So you'll be able to go and say, I'd like to be your guest and fill it in and let us know. In the meantime, drop us a line via any of those methods and let us know if you'd like to be a guest or if there's somebody you'd like us to interview on your behalf. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. 
We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.